0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right. Our good friend Tom Korsky, the executive editor of Blacklock's Reporter at Minding Ottawa on Twitter, joins us. And, uh, Tom, thank you, uh, as always, for taking the time on, on the weekend. I was, uh, My pleasure, Roy. Yeah, it, we always have a lot of fun uh, talking about news and newsy things. Um... And I want to talk to you about the Governor General's breakfast. And I spoke earlier with Sylvain Charlebois from Dalhousie University, the uh, Agri-Food Labs director. Food professor, that's right. The food professor, yeah. And we talked about the fact that 24% of Canadians have cut back on their food purchases because of the price of food. 7.1% have cut back on on just food purchases uh, generally because of the price of food. And I think it was uh, 8% of Canadians have experienced Uh, going without food because of the inflationary trend. And yet here we have our governor general spending $218, a plate, catering charge for in-flight breakfast. So I just saw that story and I thought, that's dinner for four at a pretty okay restaurant for most people
1: pretty staggering, isn't it, Roy? Some people know what time it is and some people don't. You mentioned the food professor. These are official figures. I mean, bread's up 15% year over year, cooking oil 28%, spaghetti 18%. These are not premium cuts. Here is data that comes out of Rito Hall. This was a junket taken by the governor general and 45 of her very best friends and flight crew to Dubai last March. And the catering charge dropped, and it was almost six figures. It comes in between figures vary, from 83000 to 99000 But even the most conservative figures, it comes in $218 a plate for everyone on that plane for breakfast, lunch, and supper. H- how is that possible, Roy? How can you have a $218 breakfast? This is the egg. This is the toast. If they charge $2, it's a 50% markup. What's happening? MPs had enough. Because they know what time it is because they're hearing from their constituents. They got in some officials, including someone from the governor general secretary's office. They were not helpful. And MPs on the government operations committee said, oh, OK, if it's going to be that way, let's see the menu. And we're going to go through this line by line. It's starting to get a little hot now, Rod.
0: Good. And we've had these sorts of situations with previous governors, General, who have spent rather interestingly when it wasn't their money they were spending. And it was our money that was going onto to the uh, fancy plates in front of them and in front of their best friends. So that's a good one. Now, tell us, please, about what's going on as far as the uh, Freedom Convoy, the bank freezes, the blacklisting, and you've been writing about that. What's going on?
1: It's outrageous. There have been disclosures now. One was a cabinet tabling in the House of Commons that disclosed for the first time that the RCMP despite to claims to the contrary by cabinet put together this blacklist of freedom convoy sympathizers and Roy, they shotgunned that by email to anyone they could think of. It went to lobbyists and went to mutual fund dealers. It went to brokers. It went to anyone they could think of by unencrypted email. Hey, everybody, they said, get a load of this blacklist, names, phone numbers, Addresses, birth dates. We'll have another item tomorrow. The implication is this may have gone to potentially thousands of dealers, security dealers, and investment brokers, financial advisors right across the country. There were no brakes on it, Roy. This is domestic surveillance. That's the definition of domestic spying. What were these people's uh, alleged offense? Well, they double parked on Wellington Street in Ottawa, and some of them were charged with mischief. You wouldn't do this with communist spies or suspected Taliban terrorists shotgun their names in an email that went on and on and on. It's outrageous, Roy.
0: And, and what are they saying now? Because the RCMP has found itself in some rather tricky situations. Not, uh, uh, you know, the, the Nova Scotia Mass sh- Casualty Commission situation was, was not the best with uh, the RCMP, various RCMP members accusing one another of being um, overly aggressive, particularly the commissioner, toward her senior officers in Nova Scotia. So what's going to happen with this one?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, it, you know, and this is why the RCMP Commissioner Lucky's approval rating is down to thirty-five percent.
0: I'm surprised it's that. that high.
1: Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's internal polling by the RCMP. They ask the question. That's their own research. And this one, this is bad, right? How bad is that? Well, there's going to be a judicial inquiry into the Freedom Convoy starts October 13th. You and I have discussed that. But there's also a joint committee. This is House and Senate Special Committee in the Declaration of Emergency. It is so rough that there are MPs on that committee who are now saying it's time to recall witnesses, starting with, for instance, Commissioner Lucky. It is so there, there's been so little disclosure, so much obfuscation. That are MPs, one of them is Matt Green from Hamilton, who says, I had to file access to information requests to get information that I couldn't get from witnesses testifying at a parliamentary committee. Are you kidding me? That's where they stand. It, 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 talk about hot. It's going to be a hot winter, at least on Parliament Hill,
0: Roy. Yeah, energy issues may be another, but this one is going to be hot. You're right. And we uh, we also have the uh, the uh, the RCMP commissioner. I found this very interesting when she showed up at the uh, hearing, the inquiry uh, into the Nova Scotia Mass shootings. It looks like she was going to the beach. Um, I thought maybe a uniform would have been appropriate for the uh, for the commissioner, and then there's also the question about just who advised whom that the emergencies act should be invoked. The prime minister kept saying it was the police and the police, including Ms. Uh, commissioner lucky, no it wasn't us. It just seems to be uh, a spinning top of confusion and a mess.
1: It was a mess, Roy. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of people. Uh, there was a lot of uh, groups, identifiable groups. Media was one, my opinion, who had a rough pandemic. The Maoris, top of the list, yeah. RCMP. Yeah. And even in provinces, you know, it started when they were, uh, you, you know, really going with enthusiastic enforcement on some of the lockdown measures. Did, did they have to send six patrol cars No. when the Christian churches
0: have a secret
1: meeting in the woods?
0: I hate doing this to you, but I've got to jump in because I'm not paying attention to the clock and I'm way over. But that's because you're so good.
1: (laughs) No, thank you, (laughs) Roy.
0: Thank you, Tom. (laughs) If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green.